Hey now, friends, Lola here, and you are listening to the Smoking Profit Podcast, where I share inspiration that's actionable to build you up spiritually, creatively, and socially. Today, I want to light up your life with some cool insights about wisdom. My goal today is to tell you why maybe you aren't moving forward as quickly as you could be moving forward. But first, can I tell you something that's super exciting to me? In the past seven days, the Smoking Profit Podcast had listeners from the United States, Belgium, Brazil, India, Ireland, and Spain. And let me just say super thanks to Belgium, Spain, and the United States because y'all are listening in regularly. When I drop new episodes, I see your countries, your nations showing up. Also, I want to say thanks to Texas because out of all of the states in the U.S., y'all are tuning in the most. Thank you for trusting me and letting me talk to you. Now let's get into why you're here (laughs) and why I'm here, okay? For over a month now, one Bible verse has bounced around living rent-free in my head. I wanted to talk about that Bible verse and what I felt like it meant sooner, but my family is super social, so they have kept me busy. I ended up sending a quick message to my text community, and now I'm here to share it with you. By the way, if you want to join my text community where I send messages to you and you can actually message me anytime you want to, I mean that, check the episode description for my number. Now, that number is for people within the U.S., however, if you are out of the U.S. and you're one of our global listeners, you can get on my email list, which I'll put a link in the episode description so you can join. But anyways, okay. Having my number, having that access to me is like having a personal cheerleader in your pocket. So if you think that's something that you like or that you would need, just go ahead and look at the episode description, grab my number and text me. Now back to this chat about wisdom. This episode is not going to be a lecture, a bite-sized tutorial. It's not going to be anything like that. I'm just going to talk with you. So think of this as like a chat with your friend, something that helps guide you into your next steps and moves you forward in the direction that you need to be going so that you can fulfill your calling, so you can walk in your purpose, and so that you can do things that make you feel fulfilled and have meaning to you. There is something about doing things that matter to you and reaching goals that matter to you. But get this, I almost didn't record this episode. It's been very, very difficult to start recording. When I sat down to prep for this episode and to lay out my notes and my outline and all of that, I got stuck and I felt overwhelmed. So I stepped away from it because sometimes stepping away from what you're doing can help. But in this case, it didn't help me. I did not want to go back and finish what I was doing. And then I started thinking to myself, this is really not that important. It doesn't matter if I don't talk about this. So I'm just going to move on to something else. But then I had a dream and the dream was kind of like a green light to me. Like, no, you need to talk about this. So here's what happened in the dream. Someone came up to me to help me. They came up to give me some advice, to give me some wisdom. They were telling me how to do a specific thing. They told me what to do and I asked them with my inquisitive disruptive self a question. I asked them why, why I needed to do it the way they were telling me to do it and they couldn't tell me why at all. And let me just explain why I say my disruptive self. Because asking questions, some people see it as disruptive, but it's actually a really cool trait. I read about it in this book about disruptive innovators. I may add that book information in today's episode description too, so you can see it. But back to this dream, this person could not tell me why they wanted me to do what they wanted me to do. And I have a problem with that because I like to understand how things work and I like to know 
why I'm doing what I'm doing, especially because I'm one of those people that I like to share information. So I need to know why I'm doing it the way I'm doing it to so that I can disseminate the information so I can share it with someone if I need to. And also sometimes when you start questioning why you're doing something, it helps you to discover new ways to do things. So it can make you more effective, more efficient, and more productive. But let's stop talking about that and get back to this wisdom thing. So when I woke up, I knew that I had to finish this podcast. So here I am again, getting back into it, deciding that I'm going to record the podcast. And then I start having all this trouble with my devices, with everything. Like it's just all of this trouble. And I'm like, dang, man, what is happening here? So I thought about this prayer that I prayed the other day. Lord, help me to discern when a door is closed by you and when it's a door that I need to pray to break through. Sometimes when you're doing things that are meaningful, valuable, that will help you and help others, it can be really, really difficult. And it can feel like, oh, this door is just closing. There's no point in me trying. Maybe this is a sign that I need to stop. And then there's other times where it's not a sign you need to stop. It's a sign that you're going in the right direction and that you need to push. You need to pray. You need to keep going. You need to keep plowing and break through. And so that dream was like a green light for me. No, you break through this because you need to get on this podcast and talk about this today. So let me get into it. I'll just be frank. Some of you out there listening to me right now could be following the advice of misguided gurus, people who could be leading you further from your calling, your purpose, and your dreams versus closer to it. Like in my dream where I'm talking to that person and they're telling me to do something, but they couldn't tell me why I should do it that way. That's a problem. How do you tell somebody to do something, but you can't tell them why? That's (laughs) actually, this is making me think about signs of scammers and that someone is trying to get over on you when they have surface level knowledge about a subject, but they're pretending to have expert knowledge and they can't go into depth with you about it. Their language is not nuanced. They use the same type of words to explain things to you because there is no depth to their knowledge. So when I'm asking this person, like, why do I need to do it that way? I'm just curious, why should I do it that way? And they couldn't tell me, no, this is a problem. Okay, so I've gone back into my dream. Let me get back on this. So this message is for you today. If you feel like you've been doing the work, you've been investing in yourself, you've been asking for help, you've been connecting with others, you've been making a little bit of progress, you've been taking some steps forward, but you feel like you're still getting pulled back. You feel like there's still a ceiling over you. You feel like there is rain that shows up on your sunny days and that there is something, a dark cloud that comes and snuffs out your passion and your flame. This is for you. And the problem is not necessarily what you're doing. The problem is the source of the advice and the help you're getting. James chapter 3 verses 13 through 18 is the scripture that's been living rent free in my head. And this verse talks about there being two types of wisdom. An earthly wisdom and then a divine wisdom that comes from God, the ancient of days. And I want to read this first to you. So I'm going to read this in the New International Version. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that come from wisdom. If someone is wise and has understanding, then that is not something that you see only in what they say to you. That is something that you see in their life. The proof is in the pudding, so to speak. The proof is in their life and what they do. It's in the good deeds that they do. It's in the kindness and the love that they show. It's in the humility that is present in their life. And it goes on to say in verse 14, But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, 
Do not boast about it or deny the truth. Verse 15, such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it's earthly, unspiritual, demonic. So it's like if someone is here saying that they got wisdom, but they're jealous, they're envious, they're all about themselves and lifting themselves up. That wisdom is not divine. It's not from God. It's not from the ancient of days. And can that wisdom help you? Yeah, it can, but it's going to be that wisdom that puts a cap over you. It's going to be that wisdom that takes you a step forward and may bring you back several. It's going to be that wisdom that brings you something good for a moment and then it tells you to have several seats. A scripture that comes to mind is ill-gotten gain leaves no lasting pleasure and that comes from the book of Proverbs. When we obtain things in a way that is not pure, then it may bring us joy. It may bring us happiness. It may move us forward in life, but there's going to be a price that we have to pay for it. That's why it says ill-gotten gain leaves no lasting pleasure because whatever you get from it, it won't last. You're going to pay, okay? So verse 16, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial, showing no favoritism is what that means, and sincere. Verse 18, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So when I kept thinking of that verse, I told you I shared it with my text community and I told them, hey, this is a great time to start praying and asking God for wisdom. This is a great time to do that. And then I told them that wisdom was timeless and it wasn't bound by age. So not to get caught up in that. And then two other scriptures came to mind. I'm not going to read those. I'm just going to talk through them. The other two scriptures are from the Old Testament, 1 Kings. I'm not looking at the verses right now. Let me get it real quick. The Bible in front of me is a chronological Bible, so it's not in the order of a traditional Bible. Thankfully, I've been digging in it enough. My page went right to where I wanted to go. So the first scripture is from 1 Kings chapter 12. And then the second scripture is from 1 Kings chapter 13. So the first scripture is about this man named Rehoboam. And Rehoboam was King Solomon's son. King Solomon was the son of David. So during this time in Israel, Israel had been under the governance of God and the judges and the prophets were the ones who helped maintain peace in Israel and then also made sure that they were faithful to God and following and serving God. But during this time, Israel decided that they wanted a king. They wanted to be like other nations. So boom, we have Saul. Saul was the first king of ancient Israel. Saul was anointed by Samuel. Samuel was a prophet, a judge, and a priest in Israel. Samuel anointed Saul as king. Eventually, that didn't work out. So Samuel anointed David as king. And we have David the king that made mistakes, but he was still known as what? A man after God's own heart. So David had Solomon and Solomon ended up having Rehoboam. Now Solomon did a lot of stuff and he became unfaithful to God. If anyone ever says to you they don't listen to someone's old music 
music when they were faithful to God or maybe a book they wrote when they were faithful to God because this person is not faithful to God anymore, then just talk to them about Solomon because Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes. Solomon wrote the Song of Songs or the Song of Solomon. Solomon wrote Proverbs. At the end of his life, he was doing a lot and he was not faithful to God. So much so that God decided he was going to split the nation of Israel. Israel would no longer be a unified nation of 12 tribes. It would be two nations, a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. The northern kingdom had 10 tribes. The southern kingdom had two tribes. And the southern kingdom would maintain an heir from David's throne. So here is Rehoboam. Rehoboam is taking over for his dad, King Solomon, because Solomon had died. The nation of Israel at this point was still one nation, okay? It was still one nation. It was still together. Now, the people of Israel came to their new king and they're like, your father, King Solomon, was hard on us. Can you please let up? Rehoboam was like, come back to me in three days. Rehoboam asked for advice. He asked for advice from his peers. He asked for advice from the elders who helped his father. And he was given advice. He was given their wisdom. One group said, be harder than your father was. Come down on them hard. Do more than he did. And then the other group said, hey, honor these people's requests today and they're going to serve you. They're going to be loyal to you. This is going to create an experience that will cause their hearts to knit into your heart and for them to follow you, which is what you need right now because you just became king. Well, what do you think Rehoboam did? Rehoboam listened to the advice of his peers. His peers told him, be harder than your dad was. The elders that served his father, Solomon, they said, let up, be easy on him, but he didn't listen. When this happened, happen, it caused the nation of Israel to split. So 10 tribes were like, we are going to fight Rehoboam and we're not having this. And they were led by this man named Jeroboam. He's going to come up in our next story. So Jeroboam was leading this splintered part of Israel at this point, And they did not fight against Rehoboam because God sent a word like, hey, don't do this. This is my doing. The point of me bringing up that scripture to you is to show you that wisdom from the wrong source, from a misguided source can mess you up. And it can be from young people. And in our next story, you're going to hear some wisdom that comes from someone that was older and more mature and it messed someone up. Okay, let's get into Jeroboam. First of all, Jeroboam, he ended up becoming king of Israel, but he was doing the wrong things. He erected two golden calves for the nation to worship. And the reason that he did this was as a means to protect his own interests, which reminds me of what we read from the book of James earlier. And let me go back to that. If you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly and spiritual demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder in every evil practice. Selfish ambition, there in the 16th verse of the book of James, James 3 and 16. Jeroboam, created these two golden calves because of his own interests. He did not want the people of his part of Israel, the northern kingdom, going into the southern kingdom and then deciding that they were going to follow Rehoboam. 
First Kings chapter 12, verses 25 through 26, Jeroboam then built up the city of Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and it became his capital. Later, he went and built up the town of Peniel or Peniel. Jeroboam thought to himself, unless I am careful, the kingdom will return to the dynasty of David. Verse 27, when these people go to Jerusalem, which was in the southern kingdom, to offer sacrifices at the temple of the Lord, they will again give their allegiance to King Rehoboam of Judah. They will kill me and make him their king instead. So on the advice of his counselors, whew, this is some other misguided gurus, <laughs> misguided wisdom. Verse 28, so on the advice of his counselors, the king made two gold calves. He said to the people, it is too much trouble for you to worship in Jerusalem. Look, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of Egypt. Sorry, I'm laughing because this is like a repeat of what happened already where ancient Israel built these golden calves. But back to this. Verse 29, he placed these calf idols in Bethel and in Dan at either end of his kingdom. Verse 30, but this became a great sin for the people worshiped the idols traveling as far north as Dan to worship the one there. So what ends up happening here is Jeroboam is just turning people's hearts from God. He's not doing what God wants him to do. God is like, I'm your God and I love y'all and y'all aren't listening to me. And Jeroboam, you received a prophecy where a prophet met you on the road, took off his robe and tore it into 12 pieces and said that God was about to tear the tribes of Israel apart and that you were going to be king. God said all of these things to you and you're not doing what he wants you to do. So what ends up happening is God sends a prophet to denounce Jeroboam. You can find this in 1 Kings chapter 13. And so the man goes to denounce Jeroboam. That happens. And then God tells this prophet, which he's called a young prophet in this scripture, he tells him to leave, go home, don't eat or drink anything there, and don't go the way you came. Go home a different way. The young prophet listened to God, but then an old prophet heard what happened. He heard what the young prophet did, and the old prophet found the young prophet. 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 11. As it happened, there was an old prophet living in Bethel, and his sons came home and told him what the man of God had done in Bethel that day. They also told their father what the man had said to the king. The old prophet asked them, which way did he go? So they showed their father which road the man of God had taken. Quick, saddle the donkey, the old man said. So they saddled the donkey for him, and he mounted it. Then he rode after the man of God and found him sitting under a great tree. The old prophet asked him, are you the man of God who came from Judah? Yes, I am, he replied. Then he said to the man of God, come home with me and eat some food. No, I cannot, he replied. This is what the young prophet is saying. I'm not allowed to eat or drink anything here in this place. For the Lord gave me this command. You must not eat or drink anything while you are there and do not return to Judah by the same way you came. That word from the Lord was divine wisdom straight from God. That was divine wisdom. But verse 18 says, the old prophet answered, I am a prophet too, just as you are. And an angel gave me this command from the Lord, bring him home with you so he can have something to eat and drink. But the old man was lying to him. Okay. He was lying to him. This old man had his own interests in mind. He had some selfish ambition in mind. Who knows, maybe this old prophet was trying to ride the wave of what this young prophet had just done so that when the young prophet left, he could say, come here, get some prophecies and give me some dollars for him. I don't know. You know, I'm just talking. <laughs> okay. 
don't mind me. I'm just letting my mind do what it does, which is imagine. So either way, let's get back into this story. The young prophet went back with the old prophet and he sat down and he ate and drank in this old prophet's home. Verse 20, then while they were sitting at the table, a command from the Lord came to the old prophet. Verse 21, he cried out to the man of God from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord and have disobeyed the command the Lord your God gave you. Verse 22, you came back to the place and ate and drank where I told you not to eat or drink. Because of this, your body will not be buried in the grave of your ancestors. I don't want to read all of this, but what ends up happening is the young prophet leaves the old prophet's home and he ends up getting killed before he's able to get back to his home. What was my point in sharing that story? I think you caught some nuggets on your own without me saying it, but I shared that story to demonstrate that older people can be misguided gurus too, and that wisdom is not bound by age. It's timeless. And some of you all aren't moving as quickly as you could be or in the direction that you need to be moving in because of the wisdom that is around you. Just like Rehoboam, he went to his peers. He went to the people around him and asked for advice and they gave him the wrong advice. Sometimes you need to get out of your circles. Sometimes you need to hear from people that aren't connected to you to give you information because the people that are connected to you, they're going to have access to mostly the same information you got. They're going to have access to the same networks, to the same resources, because that's why y'all are connected. That's why y'all are friends, because you have a lot in common. So sometimes you've got to seek wisdom beyond your peers and beyond the people around you and then know that the wisdom the advice the hope that you get it can be from two sources the source that you want to get your wisdom from is the source that is pure the source that comes from God and so that's it that's my message I don't have anything else to say today thanks for letting me talk to you thanks for listening to the smoking profit podcast be sure to check today's episode description because I'm going to put my email list in there for you to sign up I'm going to put my text number in there if you want to sign up and join my text list and yeah I'll put these verses in there and all of that but um other than that I don't have anything else to say thanks so much for tuning into the smoking prophet until next time have the most amazing life bye spiritually creatively socially spiritually creatively socially do life do life do it better do it better Your skills and gifts and mold you